Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. NFL Trend Zone for Week 11. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Wes Johnson, Cody Spears, and Jason Bowen. We're going through some notable takeaways, surprises, items from Week 10, and we'll put that to bed and pivot to Week 11 and go some things that kind of stand off the page that we're looking forward to with the week before Thanksgiving. First, however, betonline.ag. Basketball is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always and fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code, Believe. B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V, believe, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. We on NFL Trend Zone are doing the Week 10 look back in the Week 11 preview. I guess, kind of look at the things that are going to be fascinating in Week 11. Um, I want to start with Wes this week for Week 2. We're going to do two apiece because we, we went long-winded last time, about 70 minutes. So let's start with your first Week 10 surprise, kind sir, in San Francisco. Uh, I will go with the Washington Commanders unseating the previously unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles in Philly on Monday Night Football. You uh, called it kind of. You, you kind of, yeah. You nibbled I at it. They would have needed Chase Young to to get this to happen, but they were able to do it without him, which was uh, surprising. So, um, yeah, it it had that feel after they played. Minnesota close mm-hmm. um, just the way that their defense was structured. They have the, the five defensive linemen two linebackers and um, four on the back end or one, one linebacker and five on the back end, just depending on formations. And it was pretty impactful from watching it during uh, the Vikings game. They gave, uh, the Vikings offensive line fits mm-hmm. the only team and, to do so all season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I know Philly has one of the, the better ranked offensive lines in the NFL. And I just thought that the way that that defensive line was operating, that they would also give Philly fits. And, you know, in, in a way they were able to do that. Um, some injuries for, for Philly during the game, AJ Brown, primarily, also helped uh, aid uh, Washington, I believe. Uh, but yeah, they, they are a gritty team and one that I thought would be able to go into Philly. And if they were able to um, win the turnover battle, could come out victorious. And, and that's what they did. When and they you, caught they caught that one, you know, it's a couple of good breaks too. Went on that deep ball I saw when the, the guy just got up and fumbled it yeah yeah that was a huge but good things like that happen yeah when when you were teasing that west and i think cody joined you maybe maybe yeah, yeah I, was, I, I, I thought it was that, in washington I, mm-hmm. I thought it was on the i thought you guys were 
being trendy by saying, all right, they're probably going to drop one at one of their rivals house. But then, you know, I turned on the TV. I was like, what is this? this is in Philly. These guys had some balls making this call. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason, what's your uh, first item from week 10? Lots of good games. I thought as I was perusing through the, the schedule, um, I couldn't help but notice one thing here. Uh, it, it, the, 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 the score of this game, I don't think really surprised me or anything. Um, but the Cardinals and the Rams, when I was looking at the stats of this game, I thought I was looking at a preseason game. <laughs> well, where were the starting quarterbacks in this game? <laughs> I, 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 did I, I must've missed. Something. I didn't know that they were both hurt. They were yeah. both questionable leading up to it. And then I think it was kind of one of those Saturday night things where both Rappaport and Schefter were like, Game time decision, but not looking optimistic. So it just well, turned. Yeah, neither team is, you know, too <laughs> good right now. So maybe yeah, that's why it, it didn't cross my radar. But, you know, Colt yeah. McCoy came in, had a real good game and got D hop involved immediately. So McCoy always um, does that. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he always has. Always has. So no, the score of that game didn't surprise me. I guess the, the, the when I looked at it and noticed that, wait a second. I had to double check that. Yeah, this certainly was played on November 13th, um, <laughs> but the Rams three and six. Yikes. Cooked. They're done. They're done. Was, I mean, hey, how long is cup out for? At least four weeks. Maybe it is even yeah. longer. And Might as well shelf them for the season. Yeah. If you got the Seahawks and at this point, the Cardinals, which I don't think it's going to last, but also the 49ers making the playoffs ahead of you. And I mean, the NFC is starting to get a little crowded for the playoff deadline, especially with maybe green Bay. Some people are thinking they turn it around again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Shelf Cooper cup, uh, is Sean McVay going to leave this summer? Uh, people were talking about him potentially going to ESPN. He has more job security. There could make more money. Aaron Donald's another year older. I think they'll run it back another year. And then if they suck again, he retires, but they're definitely at a moment to where they have to choose which direction they're going for sure. I agree. And I don't know how they, I don't know how they don't suck. Right. They don't have any draft picks again. Do they? <laughs> no, I mean, we, we got to get, really. to, we got to get to 2026 before that can happen again. <laughs> that was uh normally I'd let you go here, Cody uh, next, but that was my first one was that the Rams are dead, just dead, dead. Uh, they're three and six. And because the Packers made some big splash, beating, winning a game at home. Yay. Uh, and then the 49ers are going to be at least 10 and seven. And then the commanders look good. And then for the Rams and the Packers to make the playoffs, one of them, that means the Giants or the Seahawks are going to have to take a dump. And it just doesn't seem like any of that's going to happen, nor are the Rams any good right now. So uh, I, lo I loved how you just said that Dustin and the Packers, you know, yeah, I mean, not even concerned about them as a Vikings fan. That's so mm -hmm. great. I no, love it. No, I'm, I'm to the point with my, well, my enthusiasm is always there, but my confidence in the Vikings, where if the Packers do make one of their stupid little runs and they're the seventh seed, I'm like, bring, bring them it on. on. Yep, yep. Bring, bring them to us bank stadium. Normally, <laughs> yeah. normally if the Vikings were in that situation, that, would have meant they're going about 11 and six. They're going to win the division. And then I'm going to look down and be like, oh, great. The Packers are coming. They're going to win, aren't they? But the way that the Vikings are finding these sweet ways to win, I'm just like, doesn't matter. Bring them, bring That's them on. Awesome. So <laughs> good. Oh, but the Rams, uh, per 538.com, they have a 6% chance reaching the postseason. And it really doesn't improve much if they win the next three. They get up to like 33%. So I, I think that kind of what we teased that they just weren't hungry. They had a coach and a defensive tackle that thought about retirement. 
they just didn't have it the fire in their belly and yeah mm-hmm. and their offensive line is I oh mean, yeah I, went I, from I haven't actually looked at it riches to rags I, yeah last time i've briefly looked at it is consistently especially because i think i saw maybe my last rams game was around like week six or something like that and they were talking about how they had different lineup for the offensive line every week to that point and at and I know for a fact two more guys have been hurt. The only one I knew was Joseph Noteboom, who is hurt. So it's like, I don't know. It's to me, looking at their offensive line, it's crazy that a professional football team is putting that out there. It's <laughs> it's honestly worse than any line I could think of. And I don't no, know no, if that's no. a testament to Sean McVay covering things up. But you could definitely tell where they're being exposed this year because their run game is horribly inefficient which if you think about it i feel like that's like a first in a while whenever you think about how many teams are suffering through that from the chiefs to the broncos to um the rams there's all types of teams across the nfl who are getting like i feel like 30 maybe 20 net yards rushing a game (laughs) death those broncos huh (laughs) man hey they got three third string linemen (laughs) <laughs> yeah i see their running backs projected scored fantasy every week and they're all available pretty much in every league and it's like no, they, as there's no should. way he hits that nine no. points six points no, no way, way. Six. yeah i think on the rams andre whitworth odell beckham and von miller got out at the right time at least for now it depends on what they how they retool uh but cody sorry i i, I stepped in front of you give me your first one Oh, you good. Uh, I got uh, Commanders Eagles, which Wes pretty much he covered a lot of great things about it. Um, but like he touched on, this was an important one for the Vikings. The commies, they caught a division post sleeping. Wes actually turned me on to this uh, last week on the show. And I was like, you know, he has a point. You know, they could pull this out. And I was even at work telling people before the game, I was like, man, the commies might take this one. So Wes actually <laughs> made me look pretty smart at work. And then uh, how about that? We can't talk about this game without talking about that Heineke Neal play. I mean, I think that's a call that they have to make. It's a shame we didn't. At the same time, it's a shame we didn't get to see Philly try to march down the field. But, I mean, now it's looking like, man, either was that planned and they're really smart for it, or did they just open a can of worms, you know, just have your quarterback scramble out in the last two minutes whenever they're down a couple timeouts and have them take a knee. You need that first down, you know, lure them into a quarterback late hit, you know, a defenseless quarterback hit. Celebrate. celebrate like a fanatic afterward yes. like it's a big badass thing <laughs> yes come on heineke roll around a little bit down there you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i i thought that was super interesting and don't now but the commanders i thought ron rivera was you know potentially on his way out this year now i mean you know aaron Rodgers and the packers are who they are but you know you would think that aaron Rodgers would beat a team like washington it seems like one of those teams he owns and they didn't stand a chance. The commanders played, beat the Eagles. They played us pretty tough. I mean, the commanders are playing some good football. What's crazy is they're the bottom of the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's crazy is the AFC. Football game's back, too, ain't they? From or... Yeah, uh, they're what? Uh, Giants are like seven and two. Uh, Eagles are eight and one. And the Cowboys are six and three. Mm-hmm. And the same with the AFC East. That's pretty crazy as well. If you're in yeah. the East. You're winning, but I mean, what were we talking about? Maybe potentially four teams from the AFC West at the beginning of the year. <laughs> oh, jeez! Oh, Who would have thought it came from the NFC? time ago? Or even I feel like the AFC East is even crazier. How are you going to tell me that the Bills are behind the Jets and the Dolphins? 
defense. Yeah, that's that's what the Vikings do. Yes, and the Vikings have beat them both, and they will beat the Jets in three weeks. Hey, um, I said I, that's another thing I called. I'm taking credit <laughs> for this. The Jets. I said at the beginning of the year, it feels different this year. You guys got to give me props on that one. Oh yeah. yeah I did. also said Zach Wilson was going to be a top 15 <laughs> quarterback, so I was wrong on that, but. No, once he does take his his Fieldsian leap, then they're they're going to be they're going to be quite even better than they are now. I should say they are they're already yeah. and their fourth quarter demons. Uh, I I'm getting familiar with fourth quarter stats because the Vikings are so delicious in the fourth quarter, but the Jets are even better in the fourth quarter. It's pretty wild mm. if you pull their point differential and their their metrics. Uh, the thing about the Eagles game I want to mention before we get to West for round two is that. It was. I don't like the Eagles one bit. I never will. Um, when was it? Dallas with the tight end Dallas Goddard. Goddard when he when he had the face mask and fumbled, and they reviewed to make sure that it was a fumble. That's how it went down, right? And then they determined that it was indeed a fumble and Washington ball. A, it was hilarious because you know it was plastered all over the stadium that it was an egregious face mask, <laughs> and the refs were just like you know. First down, Washington. And you you really think that in a game this profitable, the NFL company, there should be some sort of, you know, extreme circumstance clause that, you know, if you're in the replay and you see that, it should be some sort of negating factor. Not that I care that they uh, were hurt by that, but I remember it happened against the Vikings in 2019, 2018 or 2019 when Stefan Diggs scored a touchdown and they went to go review it and they're like, Oh, by the way, Dalvin cook held somebody. So you're not going to be able to take that touchdown. And that sucked. But I think in those circumstances, especially when you start to hit playoff time, that if that would have been in the postseason, that it would have been as, as egregious as the saints Rams pass interference thing, where there's nothing you can do about it. So I think that there should be some sort of council that comes together and says, Hey, this off season, we should have some sort of extreme measures clause where if we see something mm-hmm. in replay, we're going to do something about it. Maybe you start with it just in the playoffs and you'll never use it. Who knows? But mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's my soapbox there again, I'm not defending the Eagles. Cause I don't give a shit about them. Wes, what's your number two. Um, I'm guessing somebody else will jump on to Vikings bills. So I will keep it short with my next one here. Uh, I will hop on to, um, the Dolphins um, trouncing the Browns. Uh, they they beat them pretty handily. Uh, Tua at home is just lights out. Um, I think he has a, a high like 130s passer rating in his last three home games. Um, that offense when Tua is playing is humming, even when he's not playing. Uh, as many of us saw against Minnesota, um, Miami was able to move the ball kind of at will. Um, and the, the defense is gelling. They definitely play a lot better at home. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got the, the Dolphins showing out at home this week. And then I'll probably chime in once uh, somebody else brings up Bill's Vikings. That relationship that Tua and Mike Nadaniel have is pretty special. I don't know if y'all have seen like the clips of Tua mic'd up this past weekend, but they're it's literally like two bros on the sideline. <laughs> he's all like, Tua, what pass do you want here? And he's all like, 
uh, which everyone scores a touchdown. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, you, you never see stuff like that. I always have a soft spot for Mike McDaniel because admittedly that was the guy I wanted in Minnesota. Obviously, Kevin O'Connell, I'm glad to have him. But I'm I'm sold on the Dolphins, just like Wes has been all season. But oh I think, yeah, Wes saw that I, in like yeah. March. Yeah, I think that by the end of the season, the Dolphins are one of those teams to where we could be talking about how they made history with their two receivers over there. Uh, they don't have much of a rush game. I mean, they do kind of now with Jeff Wilson. But I mean, Tua, especially with Tyreek, Tyreek is killing it out there. I cannot believe that. He's not Justin Jefferson, the leading receiver in the NFL right now, right? I know they've been battling it out. Um, Tyreek has, I think, seventy nine yards on him, but Tyreek has a bye this Crazy. week. Yeah, I think it's per okay, game. So per game, Jefferson is the leader, but uh, those gross. two are killing. Yeah. I was telling Amanda, my wife, today about how you know Justin Jefferson hits two K yards, or even Tyreek Hill. We might finally have with uh, MVP whispers for a receiver. I know we kind of had some with Cooper Cup and Michael Thomas that never got traction mm-hmm. but wouldn't that be neat justin jefferson win mvp or yeah. tyree kill tyree kill deserves it for sure over what mahomes maybe and it, would, QB? it would make sense that jefferson i wouldn't even say breaks the streak because it's never happened starts the the trend because it will be it will mean that kirk cousins was the guy throwing to him and of course you're yeah. not gonna give him the mvp and you <laughs> called that you well, called that at the beginning of the yeah, season i yeah. said kirk cousins might win mvp and you're like no nah, if <laughs> If they're even thinking about him winning MVP, it's probably going to be Justin Jefferson yeah. that takes it. <laughs> oh, I know how these voters think. Well, oh. Jefferson makes sense, though. But Hill, though, I mean, Waddle, Waddle himself isn't too mm-hmm. far behind Hill. Yeah. So, I mean, how could you give it to that guy? I mean, Ooh. Jefferson, for sure, 100%. I mean, Jefferson better win the MVP. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably go to Tua if it went to Miami at all. Yeah, I just kept up his insane yeah. play because both be a, those guys are on pace for at least over 1500, aren't they? Oh, no, they're way they're over, way over that. They each average like 100, 100 yards a game. Almost. Yeah, yeah when, so, when Jefferson has like 105 yards, it feels like a an off day. Yeah, he's I averaging you, I I think, you not. like 7.7 catches a game and 115 yards or something like that. Justin Jefferson is. That is crazy considering yeah, we, you need what like 65 a game to hit a thousand. Yeah, with 67. Two, with two like almost shutouts when he was double covered against well, I shouldn't in the defense of the Eagles, Darius Slade did have his way with him, but the game after that, I believe it was I think the Lions slapped double coverage on him all afternoon. Um, but yes, it would be really cool, especially if Jefferson, but if one of them gets substantial MVP votes. I'm assuming they're going to figure out a way to give it to Josh Allen because they'll probably win the next five mm-hmm. or six. I know that they're just chomping at the bit to get him an MVP. Uh, whether he deserves it or not, it's a different story, especially after last week. I don't know. I got a, I got a take later that might surprise you, Josh <laughs> Allen take. Oh, really? I just gave a pretty, I gave a pretty juicy one on uh, the show with Bryant McKinney. I'll see if it, I can bring it back up. Jason, what's your next one? Yeah, well, real quick, how many picks did – I'm sure that you're going to touch on the Vikings-Bills uh, game, but how many picks did – Josh Allen have against uh, you guys two and a fumble. Yeah, that's three mm-hmm. games in a row with two t- uh, t- interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I yeah, God, it's hard. Gunslinger to... is gonna gunsling. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I I, I thought that the freaking Lions Bears was a really good game. Boy, that was good. I thought a couple of uh, I guess by all accounts in the NFC bottom dwellers, it was mm-hmm. nice to see them duke it out. Hey, the Lions got three wins all of a sudden. I remember just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about they were only one, and we thought they had more at the time. 
Um, and then I really like what I'm seeing in Justin Fields. Holy mackerel. And the Bears. Um, I don't what they've done here from what I've been paying attention to over the last month has been very, very, very impressive. If I was a Bears fan, I'd be very, very excited, I think. Um, Lions are still a mystery. Uh, I like, I mean, the Bears defense is, I mean, I know they got rid of some guys recently, some of their star power, but the Bears defense is reasonable, right? And the Lions put up 30 points. uh, And just like a week ago or two, they were putting up three. It's a, what a mystery that is. The problem with the Bears is they traded away their two best defenders. So yeah, that's true. It, it yeah, but the quite... game right after that, they played good defense yeah, yeah, collectively. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. So obviously the, that's probably not going to be sustainable with uh, getting rid of that star power like they did. But I think there's three things at work for the Bears right now um, that really shouldn't surprise in the grand scheme of things. It's A, there's the natural progression of Justin Fields just getting better. B, it's the first-year head coach who's acclimating with his team, and it looks like he knows what he's doing. And three, they got the memo that you need to use the guy like Lamar Jackson instead of, like, you know, Phil Sims 30 years ago. Like, it's just not who he is. <laughs> use him and, to his strengths. Yeah, yeah. So, so somebody was just like, we got to try this out. And, you know, they're not really winning a bunch of games, but, you know, he's stuffing stat sheets and Wes is using him to win fantasy football matchups against his friends and, you know, <laughs> that are on the show. And yeah, it, it's like they're turning the corner to be decent. And it looks like now they're going to have some draft picks and they got Chase Claypool. If whether or not he's a WR one, we shall see. Yeah. They're, they're in a good spot for sure. Um, yeah. And once again, as in circa 2000, 18, I find myself jealous of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> it's a never ending that, movie for Jason. It is. Same yeah, and thing. 2016. Don't look, now, and, yep. don't look now. Their their last four games, they scored 33 points against the Patriots, 29 against the Cowboys, 32 against the Dolphins, and 30 against the Lions. Not the best amount of or group of opponents, but I mean, that is a good average to have, especially when you consider they're scoring like 12 against the commanders the week before. Oh yeah. man. Justin what Jeff, I would not do Justin to Jeff, score Justin. 30 points, Cody. Oh my God. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, just 20. With generally yeah, and comparatively shitty wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mooney's really, really, uh, I think Mooney and uh, Claypool, I mean, they could be a, yeah, they, a nice they, little duo there. They can, especially once the, you know there's they figure out what type of playbook they have that it's going to mm-hmm. use a mobile quarterback to be a mobile quarterback it's yeah, just great can. to see it get better and mm-hmm. to see the vision and even though it, at the start of the season I, I think every one of us was a little perplexed about what in the world they were doing yeah. um but you know hey it, it it looks good and it's it's seems to be getting better each week so good for them yeah, but also we've seen uh pretty recently too a team that was applauded for spending their money wisely and having a lot of cap room in the bank. What trophies or awards did that get the Colts besides a fired head coach? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what's really going to matter this summer. You know, they may have 60, 50 million more than any other team in the NFL in cap room, but it matters how you spend it. And it even matters how you don't spend it. If this, yeah. if this team, if Justin Fields pre- regresses because they didn't want to spend on this upcoming free agency, which I, I've heard, I haven't actually truly looked into it, but I've heard it was kind of lackluster. If they don't spend a lot of money in that and he regresses, that's a knock on them too. So, I mean, the Bears are probably maybe approaching the most important offseason, maybe in their franchise. Yeah, I agree. At least in my life. 
I agree, man. And, you know, as a fan, uh, if like if you're a fan of the Bears or even part of the, the leadership and organization, you got to be really excited about what you see and what you have coming up and the, and the assets that you have to work with. Um, even if they're losing these games, it doesn't much matter at this point because I, nobody expected them to do anything. I mean, but to get to, you know, to, to field a competent team and to see where it's going, um, very exciting times. I mean, I'd be, I'd be pumped. And, it, and that's that GM that you wanted over there. Isn't it Dustin? Oh, I don't want to talk about that anymore, but <laughs> yeah, way back when, yeah, in January, because he was an offensive lineman, I narrow mindedly was like, well, that's the one thing I want the Vikings to fix. So this guy should be able to do it. Um, this is why I don't work for the Vikings <laughs> yeah. uh, because they got the guy who was the best for the job. And there's been a lot of polls decisions that I've been like, what are you doing? Um, But yeah, they feel like a team that's going to be a spoiler in the next month and a half because they're getting good at the right time. And even if they're not winning these games, they're going to be a pain in the ass. So yeah, Cody, what's your final one of week 10? We'll get into week 11. Uh, For me, it was the Bills and Vikings game. Uh, This game, top three game that I've seen in my life. Uh, The first one being the Minneapolis Miracle. Um, but I mean, this is a game I was telling Amanda on the couch. I was like, we need a miracle. I said that maybe six or seven more times after I said that. <laughs> and for the first time as a Vikings fan, I felt like we weren't on the other side of that. It was usually other teams going, man, we just need a miracle here. And then you're watching the highlight and there's a <laughs> a kick sailing, a Viking defender falling. And then when Josh Allen fumbled that ball in the end zone, I lost it, man. I really did lose it. My son was all freaking out. He's like, what's wrong with that? I'm all running around the house screaming like through my hat. I couldn't believe it. That's never happened before. And I mean, you got like we were talking pre-show. You got things that happened in this game. There's so many things that, like you said, Dustin, we'd be talking about for a week just from one of them. And all the way from the Gabe Davis no call to the Stephon Diggs catch, which was the best catch of the past 10 years. (laughs) Could be ever. Could be well, ever. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Stephon Diggs. It was it was the best catch for the past 10 years for about five minutes. And then <laughs> Dustin Jefferson made the best catch. Oh, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Ever. I'm biased. I, sure. That's what I meant, Cody. Jefferson's yeah, yeah, catch yeah. was. But, uh, I mean, there's so many. And we're just talking about what the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, this game went on much more than that. And it felt like week two again. We're down 10 to 27. I'm over here debating on playing a game at the same time as I'm watching football because it hurts to watch. And then before you know it, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I mean, this guy made <laughs> at least five of his top dozen catches in his career. It seems like they came in this game every single time. It was a great moment to be a Vikings fan. And at the same time, you're sending this Bills team reeling uh, they're now on a two game win or two game lose streak. Uh, that's, that's a good credit to get on your resume for January. For sure. For sure. Even mm-hmm. though the national, uh, jabronis are not giving us the credit that we deserve. They're talking about how the bills needed all of this to go wrong just to lose. Get out of here. We're not, we're not eight asterisk and one at the end of the year or right now we're eight and one. Doesn't matter how you get the win. Doesn't matter how you get the loss. That's that. Oh, I think it's I think it's so impressive on so many levels to come back that by that much against a 
quality, I mean, Super Bowl contending team like the Bills with a very good top three defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't get much more impressive than, than that game. I, uh, when you were contemplating playing a video game, Cody, I wrote my snap reactions piece for Vikings territory in the third quarter, unpublished, and then uh, just watch it become useless in a, in a beautiful string of events. And obviously never, I just had to tear it up and start over. Uh, yeah, it's it, a waste of time you've ever yeah. had. <laughs> it really did feel like the Eagles game where they just didn't quite have it a little bit more competitive but didn't quite have it. And then the Dalvin cook 81 yard touchdown gave you a little hope like, all right, well, we don't look like fools. And then the, just the, the whole atmosphere changed. And when Josh Allen fumbled that thing, I was like in uh, mental disarray. I was like, this safety or touchback? What what's going on? And then when when they started to think they had a touchdown, I was like, God, these guys think they got a touchdown. That ain't happening. And then they did. And it's like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was, was I was shocked. I had tears in my eyes. <laughs> Amanda was looking at me, her jaw was dropped. I mean, I even watched a Paul Allen call today after Pat McAfee retweeted it. And yeah, like, oh, this guy's gonna crush it for sure. And I watched it, it gave me chills all over again. And I'm not gonna lie, I could YouTube the Minneapolis Miracle. Right now, and I will get goosebumps <laughs> for sure. I've seen it a thousand times. It's even better with the Titanic music. I can't wait for the Bills Vikings Titanic music highlights to come out. <laughs> I, bet right. you, uh, ten, I bet you 10 cake takes has it. They usually, even though that's what they got popped for. They still yeah, don't sure. have a problem for it. Uh, my final one of week 10 is my total miscalculation of the Titans before the season, during the season. So I want it to end. Uh, they have a 93% probability to make the postseason. It's because their division has become so terrible and they are six and three and they are the fifth likeliest team to reach the playoffs per 538. So I owe them an apology. I always, I think I had a segment about a month ago where them getting close to being left for dead and they're just so damn well coached with Belichick Jr. and Mike Vrabel. And I think where I always get tripped up and we've done this show now for two years is I always, uh, I'm very hesitant to put them in a Super Bowl contender. And then therefore my, my stock on them sours. Cause I'm like, yeah, they're not as good as the Chiefs, So who cares about them, but they're always there and they're not going to get their one seat. I don't think, um, but they are a damn good football team that will probably do the same thing. They always do in the postseason. But they're there, and they've totally surpassed the Colts, and there's really nobody else to challenge them, and they're going to the postseason, and I was very wrong about that. All right, uh, Wes, get us get us going into week 11. Yeah, why don't we stick with the Titans? Okay. Um, I am um, on board with you there, and I hope that they walk into Green Bay tomorrow night and snuff out the coals of the fire that supposedly is starting to ignite now um the packers are supposed to go six and one down the stretch here and and be able to uh back their way into the playoffs um so i i'd really really enjoy tennessee walking into green bay um really the the perfect team to do so um on on a prime time game like this um i imagine it'll be cold uh they are a team that wants to run the ball that uh, excels at running the ball. So, I mean, the, this one um, is set up for finally uh, a good Thursday game. Uh, I'm hopeful for anyway. Do you, yeah. is that a call that you think green Bay will lose or not quite there yet? Um, Sure. I'll call it. Uh, I'll go Titans <laughs> on this one. I think the, you know, first of all, it'll be about, 
20 something degrees. So you are correct that it'll be cold. Uh, just check the weather channel app. Um, but the thing that's, I find strange about this newfound Packers surgeon after winning one home game is that everything in the last five weeks would have had to be just a complete, like, yeah, we don't, we're done doing, <laughs> we're done doing that. We're going to play real football now. And if they were that good, they would have started coming back, you know, three game losing streak and putting that behind them, a five game losing streak. You're really putting yourself. It's almost like you're doing it on purpose to see if you've got the gumption to go get mm-hmm. the seventh seed. And right. while none of us will rule out, Rogers magic to do six and one that will have meant the last five weeks were just a complete outlier of gridiron that they just for no good reason weren't good for five weeks that's a really long time to be shitty so that's my little for sure you got the whole region in New York that's like a dump on Green Bay and everybody's (laughs) just willing to forget it we're talking about the Jets and the Giants here people they might be good this year it's still the Jets and the Giants the classic a rod that wasn't his thing, losing to teams like that. Uh, Jason, week 11, what do you got? Week 11, I'm going to go with, I actually just, uh, James Palmer just tweeted this, and I'm sure that you guys are all very familiar with this stat, but Jefferson needs 88 yards receiving against the Cowboys to pass Moss to be uh, for the most in players' first three seasons in NFL history. What a tremendous accomplishment that would be. Unbelievable. So that's my game. Uh, Vikings, Cowboys. Uh, I want to see how Vikings, you know, come back against another quality opponent and see if they can stick it to the Cowboys um, and gain another one of those quality wins under their belt. A potential playoff team. Um I love to see them stack them. I think it's, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Uh, I think they match up well, um, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm expecting the Vikings to, to, you know, you know, cause you always see, well, this was that team Super Bowl, right? You know, they, you know, I, I don't want any of that jargon. I want them to come out and go toe to toe with another good opponent and take them to the woodshed. I think it's possible. I think it's going to happen. The uh, U.S. Bank Stadium was opened in 2016 for business, and the Cowboys have won there all three times that they have taken steps inside. So by that math, the Vikings are due because that's the only team, I think, the only non-division team that's won in there more than twice. I think, or was it the Saints also? I have to go check it out. But I know that the Cowboys are undefeated in that building. And usually even, even when the Vikings are mediocre, they still play play pretty well at home when there's fans in attendance. So uh, I think just to even out the the math, I think they're going to win. Uh, I just, I wish one of these games they beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Well, and you know, this is interesting too. And another stat is because the Cowboys were actually on the opposite end of your Vikings this last mm-hmm. week and allowing, you know, Rodgers and the Packers to mm-hmm. kind of come back and 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 win that game, similar to what the Vikes did to the Bills. So it'll be interesting to, for me to see how how the Cowboys respond to it as well. Yeah, they have a little bit of desperation if they consider themselves NFC East contenders because now Washington's good, evidently. Cowboys, excuse me, the Giants are seven and two, and of course the Eagles are eight and one. So they gotta uh, just to tread water inside that division and not start to become contenders for the six and seven seed. The Cowboys got to win, um, but I just, I don't know. There's something different about this Vikings team that I don't see it happening. There is, and it's great. It's a great difference. <laughs> I, I I mean, but you, so you're looking at like uh, Zeke, Dalvin, mm-hmm. CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson, 
Prescott Cousins. I, I mean, I think I think it's going to be a damn good game to watch. Fun game to watch. Yeah, and uh, Cowboys defense is damn good. I think per EPA per play, it's fourth or fifth best in yep. the NFL. Opportunistic. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Cody, your first one, week 11. Let's keep it going. I got Dallas and Minnesota, too. This is my favorite out-of-division rivalry. I'm from Texas. My dad, Rip, he was a Cowboys fan. Um, so I've watched plenty of Cowboys games. Anytime the Vikings and Cowboys played, I've watched them all. Been doing a couple games here in Texas. With all that said, especially here in Texas, you know I'm wearing my Vikings garb all week. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the history here is rich. Uh, all the way back to Sam Bradford overthrowing in the end zone. I was in, I was in prison, surrounded by tattooed felons that have like the Dallas Cowboys star over their <laughs> eye and stuff like that. And here I am sitting in the middle of the bench like, yeah, like go Vikings. You know, we ended up losing that game. I had to strip down and spin in a circle on my bunk and dance in front of everybody. But still, <laughs> that's incredible. Time, I, this Cowboys, for me, it's a rivalry and I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. Last year, I thought I was chomping at the bit to play this team with Cooper Rush. Joke's on me. But, you know, this year I am truly chomping at the bit to play them again because I think we can come out of this one on top. Uh, Y'all alluded to their defense being pretty good, and they are. It still doesn't bother me. They lead the NFL in sacks with 35. They're also six or better in scoring defense, yards allowed per play, and passing yards per game. This is a game that Dalvin's going to have to come through for us on because one way you can get this Cowboys defense, they're struggling against the run. They got a 29th ranked run defense. Dalvin Cook averages 140 total yards a game against this Dan Quinn Cowboys defense. Dalvin is the key. We get that guy going. I think we're going to steamroll Dallas in Minnesota, which even makes it more lopsided. Aren't we underdogs in this game? But like a point one point. Like that? Mm-hmm. That I cannot nice. figure it out. It's insane. It's it's national media bias, and you know I'm putting bets on Minnesota. I'm not even sweating it. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully I'm not. I won't be as embarrassed as I was with Sam Bradford in 2016, but I know I'll be surrounded by Cowboy fans once again. So if we lose this one, he'll yeah, send out a thought for me. You know, we won't, we won't, we won't make you dance <laughs> naked on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, we'll have to get a different sponsor for that. Uh, the uh, let's see. Ooh, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, on the on the underdog thing, I've been trying. I thought that was a typo when I first saw it, and that was Sunday night, and. I don't know. I, I think it'll even up to a pick 'em, but who cares? Uh, at the time of the game, oh uh, yeah. What I was gonna say is that the, while the Cowboys' defense is damn good, the Bills' pound for pound is better. And mm-hmm. if you can score thirty three on the road in Buffalo, and you come home to your glass fortress, Cowboys' defense is like, yeah, bring it on. It's like it's yeah. like everything the rest of the way here and until they start day. losing games and look like doofuses. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, bring it on. Green Bay mm-hmm. gave us the blueprint too. I mean, they were killing them on the ground and then proceeded to kill them over the top. I think we could do even better than Green Bay in that aspect. We saw Justin Jefferson going over the top, what, 12 catches this, this past week? Yeah. You can't stop them. Yeah, Tra- I, but Trevon Diggs and Justin Jefferson might be the matchup of the year so far. Trevon Diggs is having a pretty good year, yeah, even he's better, better than last year, even though mm-hmm. he has less picks. Yeah, I sometimes now we got two weeks sample size of TJ Hawkinson on the team. Um, if I was playing this on on Madden, I would just just march it like you know, one play I'm going to Jefferson, then I'm gonna hand it off to Dalvin, then I'm going to Hawkinson, then I'm going back to Dalvin, then I'm going to Jefferson. And every tenth play I'm throwing to Thielen, I would just 
intersperse these targets against these three playmakers that are so dynamic and you feels like you can't go wrong. Yeah, um, it feels like we're missing maybe an OBJ in the middle. Although I heard rumors <laughs> he was going to the Dallas or Giants, but still, I always thought maybe at the beginning of the season, I didn't think we were a team that was ready to add a piece like that in November. Man, yeah. what a two months. Yeah, not even the biggest of Vikings optimists foreshadowed eight and one. And every single person in the Vikings orbit when the schedule came out looked at the Bills game and was like, oh, no, 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 it's going to be nasty because Vikings don't win those games and we knew they were going to be good. And in Buffalo. Yeah, that was the whole thing. My uh, first thing about week 11 is because the 49ers are confusing creatures, they're somehow going to lose to the Cardinals. And this is the last time that the Cardinal or excuse me, the Niners will look dumb and they're going to, it's just going to be one of those games where they don't quite have it. And the Cardinals are going, not the Cardinals are going anywhere. The city had picked them to go a long way, but I think the Cardinals will win this one. And then we'll start to see the 49ers turn on the jets. Cause this is usually the time that they do it and get serious. Um, but I think this will be their last folly. And I think that's the Monday nighter in Mexico, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm taking the Cardinals in that one. Wes, your final thing for week 11. Uh, just piggybacking on that game. I, I really hope the NFL does something about this uh, same team on back-to-back uh, primetime games um, we saw early in the year uh, with Denver. I think they did a, a, oh, a Sunday night and then a Monday night game. It's the same thing this time with uh, the 49ers. They did Sunday night football, and then now they're doing Monday night football. Um, I, I just don't like it. I, I think it's bad for business. <laughs> uh, spread it around a little bit. Um Mainly, I mean, what you could run into is injuries. Uh, one of these teams gets an injury to their star player and they're out two primetime games. Who does that benefit? Nobody. Um, that's my little piece on that. Um, the game, the other game I'm looking at is um, uh, Jets Patriots. Uh, this is the second matchup of, of the year between the two. Patriots handled them in New York. This time it is in New England. Um, New England's coming off of a bye. So uh, this is a a game I really think the Jets need. Um, I don't think that they can uh, go into the postseason or, or get to the postseason if they don't knock off one of their boogeymen and that is Belichick and these Patriots. Uh, So this is, I feel is a must win game for the jets. uh, If they want to be taken serious in any conversation for postseason play. That is my final one jets Patriots. So I'm going to step in front of Jason. Um, The only reason I have it on there, I still think the Patriots will win because I trust Belichick and his dark heart more so than Zach Wilson. Uh, but I want to call out that the Jets are 4-0 on the road. And I don't mm, know. Wow. I don't know how. They're 2-3 t- and three at home, 4-0 on the road. So they do something special on the road. Not exactly sure what it is, aside from that fourth quarter magic that I called out. But, yeah, so I just on accident, I discovered that when I was looking at the matchups. The Jets are 4-0 on the road. Jason, your final thing. Yeah, so my final game is going to be the Sunday nighter. Uh, I think that the the chiefs chargers should be a very, oh, yeah. uh, a very good game. I, 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 I just preseason. This would have been the, the golden nugget here. I, I don't know 
where this leaves the Chargers if they lose this. And granted, it's the Chiefs, and they're they're not going to be favored to win it. I know they're beat up, pretty injured. But if they lose, it'll be a two-game skid for them, albeit it was to the Niners, who a lot of people like, and then obviously the Chiefs. But that brings them to five and five. And, you know, uh, Benjamin Albright tweeted the other day, too, and I, I, I love this. This division was supposed to be paramount, as we all attested to. And obviously, we should have known better. But, I mean, how could we How could we have? Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it looked great. Um, the right pieces seem to be added to, to every team. And um, but it, the, what he tweeted there, we all thought this, there could be three coaches fired in that division <laughs> by the end of the season. Um, you know, Staley, I don't know how much, how, I don't know what his leash looks like, but, uh, it could very likely happen if they do lose, if they lose, that brings them to five and five. If, if somehow Denver wins, they're four and six with having to still play the chargers again, they're within a game of the chargers. That doesn't seem right. None of that seems right. The chiefs are the only good team in that division. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And you talk about cursed football, Jason. Let's talk about the Chargers. I mean, this team changed cities and it still follows them. How is this Chargers team the same exact Chargers team that I was watching in 2009 when I started watching football? They are the yeah, same yeah. exact Chargers you, you team. Know, Billy Boza, you, Sean Merriman. I mean, we can go back and that. forth. LaDainian Tomlinson, Austin Eckler. I mean, he's better, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that Dustin is Herbert, insane. Philip Rivers. Same injuries every year, has, too. Yeah, offensive line has great, great potential. Hurt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, in Keenan Allen, Antonio Gates, different positions, realistically, kind of the same player. I mean, it's it's nuts. Charters, poor Charters. My okay. my yeah. wife oh. loves their uniforms, and I, I tell her that's probably about the best thing they got going for them. <laughs> yeah, and I say Denver, if they beat the Raiders, they could pull within a game, and all that happens. But they're not going to do that either. <laughs> no, we, know. we we know better. This is the game that that McDaniel's takes us to it takes it takes it to us in our own house. So, but no, I mean, I think that uh, I I God, I just I don't know where the Chargers go if they fall to the Chiefs, and then you know another loss on their record that puts them back at a losing rack. I just don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, well, I'm concerned as a Broncos fan, I'd be even more concerned if I was a chargers fan. I'm yeah, making... I've never really thought Brandon Staley has shown that it, that he has it like to me, not even close. No. Robert Sala over in New, in New York, like this year, I'm seeing like, this is the guy, like they're going to need to keep this guy for a while. He's not going to be out the door in a few years. Brandon Staley has never done that. He's actually done things to where I'm like, Why'd you go for it on fourth down, like up three on your own 40? That doesn't make sense. Why are you playing prevent defense against, I don't know, Nick Chubb? Like, that, I don't know. <laughs> and, and then what was... do you do with Justin Herbert, though? Obviously, you pay that guy, but geez, what a predicament that they find themselves. Maybe these guys never produced a winning season. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, 2.0. they'll get rid of the coach and then they'll, they'll start fresh with a big contract for yeah. him. Um, I'm making a decree here, <clears throat> and Wes, I want you to remember this, that next spring and summer, when we're starting our 2023 preview shows, when any of us start to point at a division and say, murderers row, <laughs> like this this, this division <laughs> is you know unwinnable, it's four teams, they're all going to play off, circle that division, it's going to suck. 
It's happened yeah. to us over and over now where we look at it and we're like, God, who, who's going to come out of that thing? And then it turns out <laughs> to be a huge whimper. It's um, going to turn out that the only, only team to come out of the AFC West is Chiefs. Yeah, I know. That's Not a weird. single other team. <laughs> On the, the Chargers right now at 538, they have a 40% chance to reach the postseason. If they win over the Chiefs, that climbs to 63. If they lose, that falls to 30%. So, oh. indeed, thanks for calling yeah. that out, Jason. That's yeah. that's the mammoth if they make difference. it, they got a lot of dudes coming back if yeah. they're in contention from Joey Boza. Yeah, and, and there'll be Williams. a team nobody wants to play. Oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, Cody, final thing. Take us off air. I'm so excited for this Browns Buffalo game. Whenever I heard they couldn't reschedule it later in the in the week because Buffalo plays on a Thursday, I was ecstatic. You got snow reports of three to six feet. I love these snow games in New York. <laughs> I remember Shady going up there and having an amazing day. And that got me thinking the Browns could take this one and send the Bills on a three game losing streak. It is, is this is there final a world? game? Yeah. Is there yeah. a world where the Bills don't even make the playoffs? How crazy is that to think about? That's how wild this year is that there is a scenario here. Usually at this point, we're all thinking Buffalo would be like how the Vikings are in the AFC North, you know, maybe with, or the NFC North, maybe with Dolphins, you know, chomping at their bits, but we did not think that there would be a possible scenario that the Bills could miss. I mean, they're third in their own division. They've been struggling against the run this this season. Uh, once again, the snow. And if the Browns can do anything, it's run the ball. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, call him a full Chubb. That's what he should be called this week. He has to be super excited in regards to this matchup. The Bills have been suffering against the run. We saw Dalvin Cook expose them. Uh, if there's one way, one way to beat the Bills, like I said earlier, it's to run the ball. And Nick Chubb has been one of the best runners this season, and he should be saliv- salivating at this wintry matchup. I mean... It's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm down here by Mexico, so just the sight of snow gets me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh let's not forget, though, last year, roughly around this same time, we were having the same conversation about the Bills, though. Don't you remember? That was kind of in the midst when uh, the... When the when the uh, when Belichick beat beat him when he didn't even pass pass it to him. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic. That's an all-time classic where it's like, <laughs> you know that a team did this once and someone's like, no. Nah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect Belichick. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, something that uh, we usually say about the Chiefs or at least about their defense, and we haven't had to this year yet, which is a little weird. Uh, I think the past two seasons we've said what's wrong with them or at the very least when's their defense going to show up. So. I don't know. We'll have to see if the Bills just got a little bit of a little growing or a little downtrodden thanks to the, the purple team. We shall see. All right, gentlemen, that's it for this week. We'll be back on next Wednesday. The I think I think we'll be all we'll talk off air if we can all make it. Maybe we won't with travel plans or whatever. All right. You uh, boys have a good week. All right. All right, all right man. Go you guys have a good one. Go pick up Kyron Williams. <laughs> yeah. I, I said Rashad White. He went off for 22 for 129 this week. Kyron Williams of the Rams. With that offensive line. <laughs> hey, Cooper Cup is out of there. Someone got to catch the ball, and hopefully it's not the fullback Skoronic. I'm going to pick him up. <laughs> Kyron Williams it. got three catches. Yeah, the other two running backs over there is nothing. And Free fantasy thing, advice on Trenzone. Yeah, that Rams offensive line, you're going to have to dump the ball within five yards, especially if John Wolford plays. All right, gentlemen. Talk to you next week. All right. All good right. night, guys. Later. Later.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.